Let's stand for the reading of God's word this morning. I'm going to share from the book of Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 26 to verse 40. Let's read together the book of Acts, verse, chapter 8, verse 26 to 40. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, Like a shepherd, he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb, before his shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. The Lord add blessings to his word. Thank you. Please be seated. This morning, I'd like to share on led by the Holy Spirit. Led by the Spirit. You know, God can do great things. God can do great things when His people are led by His Spirit. When we say led by the Spirit, I think this is about one of the most popular topics for Christians. When we say led by the Spirit, all kinds of imagery come to our mind. How a person can be led by the Holy Spirit. This has been the subject of debate by many and skepticism by others. It borders close to a kind of religious fanaticism as if we can be led by the Spirit. But when, that's why we need to really understand the Scriptures and what the Bible teaches about being led by the Holy Spirit because this is very, very vital for our Christian life. And so here we have a man by the name of Philip. Philip is mentioned only three times in the Bible. The first time he was mentioned is found in Acts chapter 6 when he was appointed as one of the deacons and his name was placed on second in the list. And then here in chapter 8, he was given the entire chapter the whole chapter of uh, the book of Acts, the, the eighth chapter of the book of Acts is dedicated to Philip. And you never hear of him again until 20 years later in Acts chapter 21 when he extended hospitality to Paul together with his four unmarried daughters or prophetesses. But he is an amazing man. He left Jerusalem because of the persecution and he went to Samaria. He brought revival to Samaria. For the first time, the gospel reached the Samaritans. Remember what Jesus said already concerning the Holy Spirit? 
You shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you shall be my witnesses. Where? In Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the world. And now, here, in Acts chapter 8, the gospel has reached Samaria. And it's extending outward. And the man responsible for that was a simple man by the name of Philip. Not even an apostle. And just as there was a great revival that was happening in, in, in Samaria, the Holy Spirit directed Philip to go to another place. And because of his obedience, he reached a man, the Ethiopian eunuch, and later on he went back. This man went back to Ethiopia, and history tells us that the nation received the gospel. And the gospel has reached the first part of the entire world because of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Led by the Holy Spirit. What does it mean for us? Led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible here tells us that it is the sp a supernatural leading. A supernatural leading. And you can be sure that when the Holy Spirit leads, amazing results happen. Can somebody say a loud amen? When the Holy Spirit leads, amazing results happen. The Spirit leads, filling, and He goes. That's all that He did. The Spirit told Philip, Go! And he immediately went. Now it was an angel of the Lord who first spoke to Philip in the midst of the revival that was happening in Samaria. God told Philip, Go! Go south to the road that leads from Jerusalem to Gaza. And the Bible just tells us, and Philip just went up and, and he went. He obeyed, he obeyed immediately. And then later on, in verse 29, the Spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. And Philip, once again, immediately obeyed. And he ran towards the chariot. And as a result, the Ethiopian eunuch was safe. Now, when the Spirit leads, sometimes we do not know how he leads. He may reveal to us just one step at a time. And sometimes his timing may seem way off. We may not even understand it. Now, Philip could have said, Lord, I'm in the midst of a revival in Samaria. Souls are getting saved. The sorcerer was converted. Mighty miracles were happening. When God told Philip, go south, he did not say moan and groan and say, let me check my schedule first. Let me see where, whether, whether it's conducive or not. Let me finish my work here in Samaria first. No, nothing of, the, of, of that sort. He did not even say, but God, you can't take me away just like that. Let me make arrangement for my successor first. Spirit says, go, you go. No other arrangements was made, just like that. And Philip obeyed. Instant obedience. Now sometimes the timing of God may seem awkward, and he wasn't even given the reason why. Why, Lord? Why leave a successful ministry and go to I don't know where? When God leaves, many times He doesn't give you the full details. You take one step, you obey, He shows you the next. When you reach that place where He wants you to be, He will show you the next and the next. Don't wait until you know everything and are convinced that this is a plan that will work. You just have to obey when the Spirit says, Go, you go. And that's what Philip did. And the Lord blessed, as a result, the entire world would soon 
come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And some of us may wonder, but I mean, look very strange, isn't it? All that Philip, no, no, let's, let's, let's see what happened. Philip heard the word from God and says, go south. And he went into the desert. Mind you, it wasn't just two miles out. It was about 50 to 100 miles out. He went up north to Samaria. Now he has to backtrack and go back south. Okay, he did. And when he reached there, he looked around. Nobody around. What am I doing here? In the desert. Hot desert. Then the Spirit spoke to him again the second time. Go after the chariot. And he obeyed. Does God lead that way normally? I mean, He tells you specific things like that. I mean, how, how many of us would love to be directed by the Lord in that manner? Lord, should I go here? Should I go there? Should I do this? Should I do that? If God can just direct me in that manner, how, 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 how simpler my life would be, wouldn't it? Now, there are things that God will lead us. But there are things that many times we call the non-moral issues in life where you do not expect to hear the voice of the Spirit at every time for every occasion. Now, how many of you, before you came here, you opened your wardrobe, did you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what dress shall I wear today? Now, I know some people who really do that. They even ask what dress to wear before they come to church. I mean, if they do that, that's fine. But let me say also that God gives us common sense. God gives us intelligence. God gives us wisdom as well. So there are certain issues that you are supposed to just decide. You don't have to wait until there is a clear voice of the Spirit that says, get up, take out this dress, it must be what color? No. Now sometimes, at rare times, He may do that for specific reasons, I don't know. But non-moral issues, major decisions, minor decisions, God expects us to use our common sense, which many times are not so common nowadays. But there are some times that God gives specific direction because He wants to do certain things in your life, through your life. And you must listen to those specific instructions. He will give. He still speaks in, in, in such things where he has a purpose to be accomplished, certain things to do. Let me share with you this testimony. Some of you may have heard, but most of you may not know the background to it all. How we got to be where we are here today at property here in session 13. The church was growing in the 1990s. The Lord has blessed us and uh, at Jalan Gassin. And we were running out of space. You know that, you know, Jalan Gassin, there was only one auditorium. That's it. Besides the one in the basement, which is much, much smaller. And we have all the language churches to accommodate. So we were really, you know, overflowing to the brink. One day, in 19, in, in, actually in November 1999, I was coming back from Old Town, driving back to the church, and I stopped at the traffic light at Jalan Changai. And as I was there, waiting for the light to turn to go back, to go straight along Jalan Gas into the church, suddenly, The Spirit of God spoke to my heart and just said, turn left. I said, I'm, I'm supposed to go straight. But the Spirit of the Lord told me to turn left. Okay. I was stopping at the traffic light and I, I turned left along Jalan Changai. And after that, he could have just easily directed me to a certain place where he wanted me to go, but he did not. I just turned left and, and that's all. And after that, I just kept driving and believe it or not, every step, every turn that I took was directed by the Lord. I don't know where I was going. He just said, turn left. Okay, I turn left. 
and after that go straight, and after that turn left, after that turn right. And he was, I was wondering, where, where, where are you leading me? And to cut the long story short, he led me to what is known, what is known as the, 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 the former state cinema. You all know that? The state cinema. How many of you went to go see movies there in the past? Yeah. <laughs> so he stopped, you know, I stopped right there and I said, man, what am I doing here? And I was just walking, I got out of the car, walked around and 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 there was a there was a there was a man a worker there you know an, an Indian guy, so I just got into conversation to him with him. I say, hey, what, uh, how how is this place? What, what, uh, and uh, anything happening in this place? And the man just told me, oh, kita mau tutup dah. That means they are going to close the cinema. You know? I said, really? I didn't know about that. He said, oh, this is still under discussion, but the decision has to be made. It was owned by Shaw Brothers. And he says, uh, in one month's time, they are going to close. And it wasn't up in the news yet even. So I got into a conversation with that man and asked him, hey, who's the owner? You know, can you give me the telephone number and all that? You know? And he, he was very helpful. And within a few days, you know, I was sitting across the, uh, the, uh, the director's uh, table you know, at uh, Shaw, Shaw, Shaw Cinema. And we were talking about, about their leaving the place. And I was talking with him about the possibility of renting to us the place. And before they closed down within that month, we already secured the lease to rent the place for the church. Before the news even came out in the newspaper, you know, that, that traditional, well-known, landmark state cinema is closing down. We already got that lease and we, got, we rented that place in the year 2000, around August 2000. And after that, you know, we renovated the place and we used the place for the Chinese church as well as for the uh, uh, youth church. And the church began to grow there, you know. And uh, we, we praise the Lord even for that direction of, 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 of the Lord. But that was not all. Sometimes we think that the Lord leads us to accomplish certain things. Huh? That's it. it finished. But you'll find, as I will, as, as I will mention later, you'll find that it is a journey. It is not just a destination there. That's it. Mission done. All right? So, yeah, we were happy and the church was growing and our presence there in, 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 the, in the state, our new town was, was felt, you know, and we were blessed. But then after that, MPPJ called me and we talked, talk, talk, and, and I won't go into all the details and all that, but we have to move out. We have to move out. It was a very good dialogue and conversation and all those things. There was understanding, but he said you have to move out. And so we begin to look for a place. The church have grown already and it is impossible for them, for the Chinese church and for the uh, youth church to go back to Jalan Gasin because there's no space. So the board and I, you know, we begin to look for a place and, and we, we came here to session 13, you know, and there were several spots that were, uh, we look at, you know, and uh, we found out that, well, it's not so suitable, you know, we look at several big uh, uh, lo uh, locations and, uh, well, none really suited us and finally, you know, uh, we connected with the owner and we came here and look at this place here and lo and behold, the whole board, all right, the, uh, the, the board at that time just say, yeah, this is the place. There was a witness in the spirit that this is the place. You know, so, so, so we, thought, we thought of buying this place, you know, but we have a problem. At that time, the church has only less than 5 million ringgit. The owner is asking for 19 million ringgit. And as a church, we cannot borrow from the bank. It's very hard, not to say cannot, you know, it's very hard to borrow from the bank. And so what do we do? So talk to the owner. And, 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 and then another miracle happened. We talked to the owner and found that, yeah, the, the owner still owes the bank 11 million. All right? And so he took a mortgage on the property and says, you know, he's willing to sell to us. Negotiated the price, got down 3 million to 16 million. And we says, we got only 5 million. And guess what? We work out in such an arrangement that we take over his loan of 11 million to the bank. We pay him only 5 million, he, we, we take over the loan and miracle of all miracles. Because in any kind of takeover and all those kind of things, you need a guarantor. And the owner who sold us this piece of property says, 
for, for us, you know, your among the board, among the pastors, none of us can be guarantor. But the owner says, he doesn't, when we approach him, he says, okay, I will be the guarantor. Have you ever got such a case? The owner sell it to you. You take over his loan. He doesn't even know you. And he says, I will stand as a guarantor. Come on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's no other deals that can be worked out in that manner. And so sometimes when people say, wow, great, now the church, and we are able to get this property, I tell you, it's not us. It is the Lord. He works everything out. When the Spirit leads, amazing things happen. In fact, his loan was supposed to be repaid in eight years. Your accountant, you work out, eight years, 11 million, how much is one month? But guess what? We paid up the 11 million in less than three years. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Now, after that, we thought we are happy already. After that, there was another issue that came up with the Jalan Gassim property, or the Jalan Gassim, uh, where the church is, where the Chinese church was. All right, we, the Chinese church met there, the English church moved here, we did a simple renovation of this place, you know, and it doesn't cost much, and uh, by August, August 2003, we moved in here. I think different carpet already, I'm not sure. But otherwise, everything is the same, all right? Everything is the same. We moved in the year 2003. And the English church was here, but the Chinese church was there. But then we had some problems, all right? And without going into details, I do not want to, uh, to embarrass anybody or to just make our, our position clear only. But you find that we have to leave Jalan Gassin. No choice. We have to leave Jalan Gassin. It wasn't any choice of us, it was a decision that was made by others, and so we have to start looking at building this place up. That's where we begin to look at Vision Center 2. And Vision Center 2 was built, all right, and at a cost of about 29 million and dedicated to the Lord in the year 2013. 2013. And the entire church moved up from Jalan Gassin the Chinese church and everything else, and here we are even today. And this is one of the unique places that, that, that whereby we can have all the, all the language churches meeting simultaneously. You know, they are, they know as far as space is concerned, and, they, and, and, and we have the ability to, to move forward. When we built Vision Center 2, we wanted to build it as a non-churchy church. Non-churchy church, you know what I mean? That means it is for everybody, for the non-Christians to walk in, you know, and have games, and have makan, and, and have education, you know, and have the children's need met, and the youth, and all that. That's why from outside, nobody can tell that this is a church even. Miraculously, we managed to put up the cross there, of course, you know, but uh, not hardly anybody notices that. Brothers and sisters, this is a gift of God. This is the gift of God. And what we do with the gift is up to us. Just like the Holy Spirit as well, given to us as a gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Will you operate it? Will you use it for God's glory? It's up to us. We have all the resources. God has blessed us with resources, with means, with abilities and all that. But finally, it's up to us. Brothers and sisters, we enjoy all the facilities here. But it all started. No, I, nobody planned for this place. Nobody planned for this building project. It started with two words from the Holy Spirit. Turn left. When I was driving along Jalan Gassing, just says, turn left. The rest is the work of God. Come on, give Him the glory. Hallelujah. And I can tell you, when the Holy Spirit leads, amazing things happen. Hallelujah. Up to today, I am so, so surprised at God. 
But actually, you don't have to be surprised at God. You know, He does wonderful things. He does wonderful things that none of us can ever imagine. Can somebody say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is a supernatural journey as well, not just leadings. Where the Holy Spirit leads, Jesus is always glorified. The Holy Spirit leads and directs in the work of God. We, we can't just depend upon human reasonings and logic. Now, I'm not saying that you put away all this aside. No. I'm saying you cannot just totally depend on that. He leads in wonderful ways. The Holy Spirit moves to impel, influence, and turn people to Christ. And so Philip obeyed, and Philip was wondering, where am I going? He was there in the desert before the chariot came. He must be wondering. Now Philip must have thought when he heard the word of the Lord, the road from Jerusalem to Gaza, he would have thought, I think my next ministry is in Gaza. Gaza. And all along in that journey, he must have been thinking, Gaza, Gaza, here I come, just like Samaria. But the Spirit of the Lord stopped him in the desert. You see, God did not tell him to go to Gaza. But it is just, his ministry is not going to be in Gaza, but on the way to Gaza. Sometimes we miss out the direction of the Lord. We think that the destination, the destination is the most important thing. Hey, it's the journey that matters many times. And what happens along that journey? And so it was along the road to Gaza that God directed him to preach the gospel to this Ethiopian eunuch. And he was propelled, he was driven by the Holy Spirit, supernatural energy. Can you just imagine him running, 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 chasing after the chariot? And this chariot must be very driven by good horses for the long journey, 1,200 miles from, from Jerusalem to Ethiopia. And so Philip obeyed and went beside the chariot. He says, and the spirit told him, stay beside the chariot. That means glued to the chariot. The Holy Spirit did not tell him, jump into the chariot. Stay beside the chariot. He's a perfect gentleman, the Holy Spirit. If, he, if Philip had just suddenly jumped into the chariot, I think the Ethiopian eunuch would have killed him already. Or the bodyguard or somebody else. But he kept running beside the chariot. And he heard the eunuch reading the book of Isaiah. And guess what? The first word that came out from Philip's mouth is, do you understand what you are reading? Huh. This is classic. This is classic. If I were Philip, you know what I would have told, said to the Ethiopian eunuch? I would have said, the Spirit of the Lord sent me to tell you. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the first thing? To convince by the authority of the Spirit. I mean, Philip wasn't wrong. Philip wasn't lying. But that would have closed the conversation completely. That's why there are many people who claim, who go around claiming, the Spirit of the Lord told me. God said to me to tell you this. Now, it can happen. It may happen. I have one pastor. I know of one pastor who just likes to send me so-called prophetic messages about my health, actually. Mostly. Not actually, but mostly. One time she prophesied over me. I said, wrong. Totally wrong. This hasn't happened to me. And the time she did it again, I said, please, don't do this. And the time she did it to me again, I say, this time I'm up to here already. <laughs> I say, if you don't stop this, I will da 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 da. You fill in the blanks, you know. 
because she is speaking from her own spirit. And everything she said to me, she said, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you this. Totally wrong. Be careful when people just use this kind of phrases so glibly. Philip did not do that. And I will never speak to you on that level based on the authority that the Spirit told me to tell you something. I never used the phrase, the Spirit told me to tell you. Or the Spirit is saying this to you. Now, I believe in prophecy. Alright? But prophetic messages, what are they for? Is it just to tingle your ears? Oh yeah, you know how much money I got in my pocket. Huh? Wow, amazing. Spectacular. The Spirit never do that. I do not think so. The main job of the Holy Spirit is to lift up Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. To exalt Jesus Christ, not to pander to our whims and fancies. That's why, even though sometimes I, 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 I have the message of the word of the Lord come strongly to me. I preach the word of the Lord, but I never come up to the pulpit. You never hear me say, God told me to share this message with you all. I know God told me already. And at the end of the message, you can verify whether God has spoken or not. Not for me to say, based on the authority that God has spoken to me, to tell you. No. Oh, I can carry on on this topic, you know, because so many people, so many Christians have been hurt, and so many non-Christians have been put off. We approach a non-Christian and say, God told me that if you do not repent, you are going to hell. Oh my goodness. Philip could have said that God told me, the Spirit told me that the chariot that you are riding, you are full of power, you got money, you got wealth, but this chariot is riding you into hell. No. He came up and he just says, do you understand what you are reading? The best way to engage is to ask a question. That's why I like the one-minute witness, our evangelism method. You don't force yourself into the chariot. You first of all ask permission. May I ask you a question? If the person says yes, you proceed. If the person says no, forget it. Philip waited to be invited into the chariot. He waited to be invited. The Holy Spirit came on, empowering him to run, to run beside the chariot, stay glued to the chariot. And upon receiving the invitation, he got in. And he proclaimed Jesus Christ. Oh, my time is up. I have so much more, brother. <laughs> Uh, so he shared the gospel to him and he received Christ, praise God Based on the word of God It is the word of God So many prophecies are not the word of the Lord Jesus said In John 15, 13 When the Holy Spirit comes whom the, whom the Father will give. I will send and the Father will give. He will testify of me. The Holy Spirit comes to exalt Jesus Christ, to lift up Jesus Christ, not any human person. Not the church, not human person, not celebrities. We are all just vessels in the hand of God. And so, Philip preached Jesus Christ to him. He received the Lord. He understood the scriptures. He saw the water and says, Can I be baptized? Sure. All those of you who are not yet baptized yet, go to the zone, pap zone pastor and ask, Can I be baptized? Just like the utopian eunuch. Quickly, immediately baptized. And guess what? The Holy Spirit removed Philip from the scene. Jesus is glorified. Philip is removed. And he ended up in Azotus and later on in Caesarea. And that's where it seems he would settle down for the ministry for the rest of his life, most likely, in the city of Caesarea by the Mediterranean Sea. And after that, we hear no more of Philip. Brothers and sisters, this is not just an incident for us, but really... 
We are talking about the Spirit-led life. The Spirit-led life. How the Holy Spirit leads us into the plan of God for our lives. I think this is very critical for us. It's wonderful when the Holy Spirit directs you in a specific way to accomplish His task and His mission. But does that work in our daily lives? Now remember that, as I say, it's very important. The end goal is the salvation of souls, the proclamation of the gospel. Five times in this chapter, five times in this chapter, in Acts chapter 8, the word proclaim or preach the gospel is mentioned. The Holy Spirit directs us, empowers us, leads us even to souls that are waiting to hear the gospel. To do the work of the kingdom. But then, God is also concerned with your personal life, with your individual life, with your, with your daily life. So how then does the Spirit lead us into the plan of God? Romans chapter 8, verse 14 tells us, For all who have been led by the Spirit. Everybody say, led by the Spirit. Everybody, for all who have been led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Another verse in Galatians 5, 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Brothers and sisters, you see, the leading of the Spirit is a secret token of the people of God. How do we know we are the people of God? What differentiates us from the people of the world? It's not that we come to church. It's not because we read the Bible. It's not because we pray. The secret token of the people of God, as these verses show us, is the leading of the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit is evidence that we are Christians. We are people who are led by the Spirit of God. This is what makes us as children of Almighty God. What's the other side of being led by the Spirit? The other side of being led by the Spirit is to live your own life. The leading of man. The flesh of man. And it's all just I, myself, and me. But when the Holy Spirit leads, you are subjected to the leading, to the direction, to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and you listen and you obey the Spirit of the Lord. That's what it is. And that's the beauty. That is the beauty of the Christian life. So if you are a child of God, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are being led by the Spirit. Amen? You've already been led by the Spirit. But the problem with us is that many of us do not recognize that. And worse still, many of us do not want that. We still want to live our own life in the flesh. We reject the leading of the Holy Spirit. We think that we know better. We have our own plans. But the Bible here clearly tells us, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of Almighty God. You see, God wants to lead us. He has been communicating. And the Holy Spirit is the one who communicates with us. Let me just quickly just jump into how, how, how we can be led by the Holy Spirit. How we can be led by the Holy Spirit. The first thing is to recognize the relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a force. He's not a ghost. He's not wind. He's not fire. 
Those are symbols of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is what? A person. A person. So you must have that personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Establish that relationship, first of all, with the Holy Spirit. He's the third person of the Trinity. And guess what? When He comes into our life, we relate to Him as a person. We talk with Him, you know, and, and we spend time with Him. Sometimes I pray and say, Holy Spirit, please lead me in this area. I'm talking to the Holy Spirit as a person. And as a person, you know what He does? You have to be available to Him. The Bible says, or Jesus says, that He will come and He will guide you. John chapter 16, verse 13. The Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. He is our guide. I can seek guidance from Him. He's my helper. He's my comforter. So I must be available to Him, to hear Him speak and guide me in every areas of my life. You are not alone. The decisions that you have to make, the struggles that you are in, the Holy Spirit is given to us as a helper. But if you never listen to the helper, if you never listen to the guide that he, uh, guidance that He gives, then you are missing out. That distinctive as a child of God who have been led by the Spirit. And you have to live your life. Walk in the Spirit, the Bible says. Live in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. In other words, be sensitive to His leading. Be sensitive. He will speak. He will guide. Sometimes, all right, He, he uses different ways. God speaks in different ways. You know? God speaks to us many times, most often through what we call the inner witness, the prompting of the Spirit, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And so you surrender and be sensitive to the, to, 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 to the Holy Spirit leading in your life. It doesn't mean that, like I say, you know, everything you have to hear the word of the Lord first before you act. No. God gives us intelligence. God gives us wisdom. But there are specific instructions that He will want to give to you. You listen. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And then understand that. How does God speak to us? There are people who say that he, they heard the voice of God. Praise God for that. I do not disbelieve that. I, I believe that can happen. But most often, He speaks to us in our spirit. God is spirit. He speaks to us in our spirit. The spirit of man, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 25, is the Lamb of God. It is in our spirit that God communicates. Spirit to spirit. So in other words, you have to train your spirit. Train your spirit to hear the voice of God. And he will speak through inner promptings, through nudges. You know what nudges are? Gentle push, gentle touch, gentle voice. You see, the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. The Bible here says, those for as many as are led by the Spirit, they are children of God. Led by the Spirit. The Bible does not say as many as are driven by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit never drives us. It is only the devil that drives us and pushes us. You see, when the, de when the devil enters into the swine, the herd of swine, what happened? They were driven, driven into the sea and all drowned. But the Holy Spirit is a, is, is a, never drives anybody. He leads us. He holds our hands. He walks with us. He's a gentle force, a gentle person. He is many times symbolized as a dove, not an eagle, but a dove. And dove are very gentle. That's why the, the Holy Spirit never forced Himself into us. 
That's why he can be grieved. That's why he can be quenched. Never do that to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit speaks, just listen to that voice. It comes in a very gentle way, and He will lead you gently, as a father or as a mother. Meditate on the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will never go against or be contrary to the Word of God. Whatever He reveals is in the Word of the Lord. And you will bring the word of God alive to us. How are you going to be led by the Holy Spirit? Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Jude, chapter one, verse twenty. Build your faith up in the Holy by praying in the Holy Spirit. Spend time praying, not just with the understanding, but more time praying in the Spirit. And the more you saturate yourself with the Holy Spirit in that manner by praying in the Holy Spirit, the easier it is for you to be sensitive and to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It is wonderful. Do I hear the voice of the Spirit every day? No. But He leads and guides. When you have submitted everything to the Holy Spirit. And he gives special directions where needed. And I know that I'm a child of God because of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because he says, if you do not have the leading of the Spirit, you are still under the curse of the law. But today, God has set us free. Amen. God has set us free. You can be led by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Friends, this is our inheritance. This is how God has created us to be led by the Spirit. It is not just for the super spiritual Christian or pastor or missionary. It's for every children of God, for every sons and daughters of God. Will you open your heart and say, God, Holy Spirit, lead me on? Hallelujah. Shall we stand together? Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Open your heart. Invite the Holy Spirit to come. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Shikara Rabaka Shakara Rabashande. Oh, hallelujah. Shikara Rabashande. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you. But first and foremost, you must be a child of God. The Holy Spirit is given only to those who believe in Jesus Christ. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Have you had your sins forgiven? Do you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? If you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ, I urge you even right now, right here in this building, you want to receive Jesus Christ. You want to take the first step of being led by the Spirit, and that is to become a child of God by receiving Jesus Christ into your life. If that's you, right here in this hall, quickly just raise up that right hand of yours and put it down. When I see that hand, I will pray for you. Hallelujah! And those who are online, you can just respond also, you know, by just uh, 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 responding to the chat group and, and and say, "I want to receive Jesus." Is there somebody here? I can hardly see, but is there somebody here who wants to receive Jesus Christ? Just quickly, raise up the hand. Yes, there's a hand over there. God bless you. There are two hands over there. God bless you. Anybody else? Up on the balcony. Up on the balcony. Is there somebody? Don't miss this out. This is the greatest adventure in your life. You are no longer when when God comes in and just leads you and bless you. You become a child of God, not an enemy of God. Is there somebody else? Is there somebody else? There's none. Okay, I'll just turn the service around quickly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. God wants to lead each and every one of you. 
each and every one of us in our daily decisions in our daily life if you are still struggling with uh, with with uh, being led by the spirit with making decisions perhaps you are even doubting whether god can lead you at all and every time you just depend upon yourself but today you want to surrender your life you want to ask the holy spirit to feel you to lead you to guide you in every decisions that you make every step that you take every place that you go every job that you undertake every business that you deal with the holy spirit is your partner he's your senior partner will you invite him and say i surrender everything to you be the senior partner in my life take away every doubt and just trust the lord lean upon the holy spirit hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah praise the lord if that is you you need a holy spirit to lead and guide you you're at a critical junction in your life at a critical junction you know in your in your family you need the help of the holy spirit decisions to be made things to be done the holy spirit is your helper will you surrender to him and say Yes, lead me, Spirit of God. If that is you, whether for your personal life, for your family, or for your business, for every area you need a leading of the Spirit, raise up that hand even right now as we pray. Raise up that hand right now as we pray. Yes, yes, yes. You want the Spirit of God to lead you. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. Raise up that hand as we pray. You want the Holy Spirit to empower you in your spiritual walk with Him to draw you closer to Him. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you see all these hands even right now. I pray, dear God, that you will come and be that personal friend, be that personal helper, be that personal guide. Oh God, to each and every one of these, your children, who cry out to you even right now. Father, touch them, dear Lord. We, we are not left helpless. We are not left hopeless as orphans in the world. But we are now children of Almighty God. So bless each and every person, even right now as they reach out to you. Fill them with the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now, right where you are, just reach out and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.